All right, Mena fans, welcome back to another reaction show. What a great day it is. I am finally out of lockdown. No more home recordings. I'm back in the studio so I can be as wild as I want. I won't have my wife wondering why I'm abusing some guy on many of the minds. It's come to an end. The show is about to go to a new level. And there is a lot to talk about from the last two shows. I didn't record one after the Wednesday show because there was a pretty tight turnaround between Wednesday and Thursday. So I've combined Wednesday and Thursday's KMN reactions to this show. Um, pretty pumped up. Thanks for all the messages, Mena fans, in the last few days. I've got a lot to talk about from the shows, but I guess I want to start with the fact that Dave Cullinane is fucking ghosting me now. After all I've done for him, after years and years of support, he takes over the show and then within a, a few weeks he's fucking ghosting me. It's so annoying. I'm trying to get the network going. I'm trying to get the Minifan world alive again. And what does he do? Nothing. I've asked him to take my proposal to be program director to the main man, Kirk Minahan. Nothing. Radio silence from Carl. So, um, yeah, I think things are at an all-time low between myself and Dave Cullinane, which is very surprising because I'm a massive supporter of his. I love the guy. Uh, do I think he's a, the perfect producer? No. But who is? He's doing a really good job. I've given him tons of constructive criticism and feedback. I've offered to help, and all he does is nothing. He doesn't respond. He hasn't done anything yet. So, you know, it's a little bit frustrating and I was on Twitter and, um, you know, KMS Reddit, um, or Red as is known, um, that cunt, um, uh, one of my favourite cunts, but definitely a cunt, ha said to me a couple of things. The first thing he said to me was, should I, you know, suggested that I move this wrap-up show to the Kirk Minahan Network channel and do it then, and then perhaps my hand-waving will be acknowledged. Well, for a start, this show is not fucking hand-waving. It's a reaction show for other Minna fans. Uh, I'm not trying to get Carl's attention. I'm not trying to get Kirk's attention. It's a reaction show. Would I do it on the Kirk Minahan Network? A hundred percent I would. But, you know, has Cullinane asked me? No. I mean, he is the producer of the show. If I was producing a show and I saw someone doing a wrap-up show on their own and I thought this should be brought into the network, I would shoot them a message and say, do you want to come on board? But no, he hasn't done that. And truth be told, I do prefer the audio-only format of this wrap-up show. It's, it's much easier to produce and I don't have to be fucking relying on Cull to help me out with anything. I can record it and release it on my own, um, off my own bat and I don't need any help from him. So, of course, I'll do anything for the network. I want to be in charge. I want to produce a rundown show. But, um, yeah, you know, unless Cullinane sort of reaches out and we can try and work something out together, I'm certainly not moving this wrap-up show to YouTube. But uh, look, Red, this is what Red said. Um, doesn't appear that they actually want to talk about my wrap-up show on the main show, specifically the program director proposal you put out there. You might want to switch it up. And this is all I've got to say, Red. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. And then he goes on to say that, you know, he thinks I'm being unfair, saying that there should be more on the network when... Um, I was, I, I'm referencing a time when the Kirk Minahan show had three full-time interns and he was counting, sorry, three full-time employees and two interns. So 
I'm not expecting the Kirk Minahan show to have as much on the network as they did last year when there were lots of staff and the show was five days a week. But you cannot go from all that to nothing. And, and stop making excuses for him, Red. I know you want to put Cullinane's cock in your mouth and swallow his semen right down the back of your throat, but I'm telling you it's not going to happen. I am right. He should have done a fucking proper rundown show. And you should be on my side. You're the king of the rundown. You found the rundown and yet it's now put out to pasture it's retired there's a spot for it and yet Cullinane just sitting on his hand so red shut up shut the fuck up and anyway whatever um so look let's talk about the two shows from this week i've got a new segment coming up called classic cull so i've got two drops from Cullinane to come but uh, that's my new segment classic cull but let's talk about the show so I think we've got to thank K. Marco a lot because if you listen to the show on Monday, when Kirk's neck's sore and he's tired, I had a feeling by Wednesday, Thursday, he was going to be in a filthy mood. He was barely going to turn up and it was going to be a lot of upset Kirk, a lot of angry Kirk. Um, but instead, um, you know, K. Marco's disintegration in front of Dave Portnoy just gave him a huge boost and I think I can it's like I was like someone took a big fucking vial of MDMA and injected it into uh, Kirk's soul because you could tell after that went out he was a different person this week I think that chiropractor could have broken his bloody neck and Kirk wouldn't have minded so yeah thank you K Marco Not a lot to talk about from the Wednesday show issues wise obviously they went through the K Marco stuff I didn't think Cullinane did a great job sort of going through the audio. It feels to me that good bits were missed out on from K. Marco and Dave that they could have discussed. It sort of seemed like maybe Carl missed bits. I don't know if he listened to the whole thing or maybe because you know, he didn't listen to the, the main show at the time, he sort of missed some of it. But um, I, I don't think it matters to Minna fans because everybody's gone if you're a real fan and listen to that audio of K. Marco and Portnoy. I certainly have listened to it a number of times. But, yeah, I, I just felt there were bits and pieces and then like insights about you know, the the conversations between K. Marco and Dave leading up to the blog being published. And then, you know, K. Marco sort of said a few things and there were, there were parts where I think Portnoy sort of said to K. Marco, well, you just hate Minahan. And Keith didn't even um, argue with him. He, he didn't say anything. So oh, I think there were bits of the audio I would have liked to have heard on the main show. But in the end, they um, they got the main points out there. Now, last year on Men Is Live, I said that I didn't think Kirk Minahan was really that good at improv, but I have to say the right-leaning Kirk Minahan is very good at improv. This week, he was hilarious. Uh, he's just in a great mood after Keith, and Wednesday's show was funny, Thursday's show was funny. He's got impressions. Uh, he, he's on fire, Kirk. I think we're seeing now that he's sort of exercising this muscle in his brain of this sort of light is funny aside of him um, and, and it's really good to see. And he's terrific at um, improv. He's, he's a funny guy and it's just getting better and better at this show and I hope he doesn't retire in a couple of years because I think he's going to be, um, you know, really, really um, terrific if he keeps it up. That sounded so bad. I didn't mean it like that. I just think I've often said Kirk, you know, is not good at improv, but he actually, this week, there were some really funny lines. And uh, when he and Mike and Chris, when are all sort of um, 
going. It's a very funny show. Much funnier than when Steve was there. I've had some messages this week from uh, Robber fans who were not happy with Steve um, not being around anymore. Like, um, I think it was, well, I don't want to say who it was, but someone said the show was funnier with Steve. And I just don't think that's true. The show was funnier with Steve. I don't think it's ever funny with Steve, actually, but certainly not the last six months Steve was there was a very funny. And main humour with Steve was making fun of him and his bizarreness, which, which I guess is kind of the same with Culladane, really. Um, yeah, so, I, look, I don't think the show is uh, less funny now that Culladane's there. It's much lighter. Uh, Mike's better with Culladane. Chris is a great addition to the show. So I just think that's false. I can understand the Robber fans, they love him. But, yeah, it's certainly not funnier with um, Steve. What else? I did agree with Cullinane on one thing. He hates the term pizza pie. And I agree. Pizza is not pie. Where does it come from? Is it that song from the 50s or 60s? Um, you know, when you, whatever. I'm not going to sing it for you. You know what I mean? Where, where does it come from? But pizza is not pie. Cullinane, 100% right. Also, I'm not a soup guy either. Me and Cullinane are on the same page for a lot of um, food stuff. There was some call a caller who asked the three favourite soups of Kirk and uh, Mike and Dave. And I agree with Cullinane. I'm not a soup guy, but I am a chicken noodle soup guy when I'm sick. So that's weird that Cullinane have that in common. I also like clam chowder and Swiss mushroom soup. Corn chowder is great too. That was a good call by Kirk. But in the end, I'm curious for you listeners, soup is never a satisfying meal. Unless I'm sick, I don't want soup when I go out or for any meal. You need like a loaf of bread with it to make it satisfying. And it's just, ugh, it's like an old person's meal or something. Not a soup guy. Not a soup guy at all. I don't mind like a goulash, but that's not really a soup. It's a stew. No, I would never order soup at a restaurant. Never, ever, ever. Um, you're always hungry after you've had soup. Always. All right, um, classic cull segment now. Look, a couple of, I think, um, funny bits from Cullinane. Look, I'll start with this one. It made me laugh because it's just so random. Oh, what? yeah. Is this the same guy that DM'd me about the um, steak and cheese getting no love as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. I okay. am not a steak and cheese got it. Uh, okay. fan. I like steak and cheese. I like Pop Gino's, not Glad steak you. and cheese. Glad you got that, the burgers <laughs> making sure. Excellent. As long as you're not that asshole that was DMing Dave. <laughs> no, it wasn't an asshole. It was a fair question. <laughs> fair question, my ass. What was Cullinane doing there? <laughs> like, are you the guy that emailed me about steak and cheese? I mean, what, what was the relationship between the two? Because they were both about food. It was very, very strange. And then this this next clip, classic Cull. Terrible instincts. Why does he think anyone listening to KMS gives a shit about this? I just have no idea where he pulls some of this random content from. It's as bad as when Steve used to throw a, a political story at Kirk that he wasn't interested in. Have a listen. Nothing really else. Do you hear this Tommy Curran, uh, Tommy Curran sound from his show where he was singing yesterday? Did you hear this? What the fuck are we doing? What? <laughs> You didn't see this thing going around on Twitter no, yesterday? No. You didn't hear this? This is live on, what's his show? Boston Sports Tonight. He goes no, on. Karn is kind of like, I used to like Karn, but he bailed on me when I got in trouble. So I don't know. Go ahead. You did? Yeah, I'm a big fan, but go ahead. When you're down and troubled. I'm good. Uh-huh. I hate this. I hate that shit. <laughs> I mean, what was Cullinane thinking? Who cares? Who wants to listen to that? Ke- 
Kirk was so um, unenthusiastic about that uh, bit of audio. It was just a shocker from Carl. Classic Carl. He just sees something on some shitty local radio station and he thinks Kirk's going to want to talk about it. Can we move past this? Get past this! Shut up. Shut the fuck up! All right. Now, let's move on to Thursday's show. Started with Kirk being adjusted by the chiropractor. Again, this is the genius of the man. Who else would do this? Who else would have the chiropractor come in and adjust you while you're doing a podcast and record it all? Uh, It was hilarious. Uh, I I love the sounds from Kirk. And I actually thought Quantum Week Chris did a really good job um, calling what the action, the play-by-play. When the Madawaska show was on and Kirk went off for a walk, Carano did a terrible job with the play-by-play. I shouldn't criticise Mike for that because he's blind, so it's a bit harder for him to do play-by-play in that situation. But Carano had nothing to say. Quantum Week Chris did an excellent job, and it sounds like the chiropractor fixed up Kirk. I've had bad neck and bad back before, and chiropractors can do wonders um, in that situation if you just got a little... Um, you know, a little bit of a situation that you need adjusting, but fuck, it can hurt. I would not want to be recording a podcast while they were doing that. So great stuff by Kirk, another genius move. Um, I love Kirk's voice, by the way. He's got a terrific radio voice. He says um, people don't say he's got a good voice, but it, it's a good voice for radio. It's um, deep and smooth and unlike mine and Chris's, not scratchy at all. There is that cringe factor uh, when you listen to your own voice. I've edited so many of my own cricket podcasts for so long, I'm kind of over it now, as you can tell by this show, because I just like the sound of my own voice. But yeah, Kirk's got a great voice and he's got to get over this crap of not listening to yourself. When I hear um, people that performers say, oh, they don't listen to themselves, they can't watch themselves, I actually think you're just being lazy because... When you watch yourself and listen to yourself, you see how you can get better and just get over the cringe factor. You know, once you do it a few times, you'll forget that cringy feeling and you'll just think about how you can improve. Probably Kirk doesn't really need to. I mean, what else could he, what could he improve? But certainly the Dr. Lance show he should have listened to. But just generally, when I hear podcasters and performers say, I can't listen to myself, I'm like, well, you just fucking, that's a cop out. Because if you want to get better, you have to. Well, they, they talked a lot about TV shows. Um, yeah, because of – that's right. Quantum Week, Chris had the, another game or activity. And this was like Hall of Fame TV shows. I have to admit, I'm with Kirk on this. 90210 was such a cracker of a show when it was at its peak. I, I watched it religiously. I could – I was thinking about re-watching some seasons, but I, I'm thinking I'm just going to leave it with that um, – you know, good. I don't want to spoil it by going back and saying it was average. Um, so yeah, but it is a great show. It was must must watch. But it made me think about you know what are my five Hall of Fame shows, and I'm not really sure what the criteria was to go into the Hall of Fame because I don't think Chris really knew what he was doing with this game. But um, I thought, look, I'll put my five sort of favorite shows together. My favorite. My five Hall of Fame shows. Okay, I'll start with um, MASH. So that was just my just the best. I mean, MASH was so good. Alan Alda and Hawkeye and, um, yeah, it was just a terrific show um, and I loved it. 
And I think it did a lot for television because up until then, sitcoms wouldn't really deal with big issues, but MASH ploughed, um, you know, ploughed through that and they really tackled some important social issues. So MASH is a Hall of Famer for me. Second is The Wonder Years. When I was a kid, it was just my favourite show. I mean, it was so good. Kevin's um, journey was so fun to watch and The Wonder Years – yeah, that that last episode was one of the more emotional final episodes of any show I've ever seen. Of course, then The Sopranos, and this is not a fucking Kirk thing, literally The Sopranos almost ended my marriage. I was obsessed with The Sopranos, so was my wife, and I, I went ahead and watched the final episode of The Sopranos without her because we weren't in, in the same geographical location at the time, and I really thought my wife was going to divorce me because I... I cheated on her by watching it but yeah what needs to be said about the sopranos and then my other two um really easy i've got the american office and the uk office they round out my top five the the uk office i don't care what they say about oh there wasn't enough episodes that's shitty fucking american way of thinking that something has to have you know a hundred episodes for it to be considered a hall of fame show the uk office has spawned so many other TV shows since then. You just look at it. It spawned the US office, which has then spawned another fucking thousand shows. So the UK office, brilliant. Ricky Gervais, absolute genius. Uh, And then the American office, I can't say more enough about it. I think my all-time favourite show, I could watch it on repeat over and over again and – yeah, certainly in my Hall of Fame. There was a lot of other sort of contenders, Battlestar Galactica, the reimagined version, The Wire, Family Ties, 30 Rock. Another one that I loved was Moonlighting, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard's show from the 80s. But, yeah, my top five was One Year Sopranos and the Two Officers and MASH. Interesting game from Chris. I, I, I think it's time to scrap the games. It's, it's got too game heavy. And when you add in Billboard Chart Guy and whoever else calls up with a game, I, I just don't think we need these games anymore. And I don't think it's a fun gimmick from Chris. Uh, yeah, not not in, not enjoying the games anymore. But, I mean, it just I guess it's just a way to spawn a conversation. Uh, but the, the music now that Cullinane plays is kind of triggering. And I actually sort of realized afterwards that subconsciously my brain just shuts down now when that music plays and I have to go back and sort of consciously listen because it's like a I don't know like a lab rat you hear sort of you know a boring segment over and over again with that music and then when it comes up again you just think it's going to be boring so um yeah that, that that's that needs work Chris I know you're listening and you know I'm a big fan and you, uh, it's going to be hard coming up with a game every week but yeah let's let's move on from that I guess one of the real talking points, speaking of Chris, is the future of the Quantum Week podcast. Kirk seems to think that they're on a, a gradual decline or a gradual uh, path to destruction where the two of them are going to have a massive fallout and Carano's going to fire Chris because Chris can't produce it without uh, Matt Carano. Well, the first thing is, and I said it a, a few reaction shows ago, I'm still not sure how much of this is real. I kind of get the feeling there's a little bit of theatre about it. And not the sort of theatre where you're trying to do a good show, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're contriving a little rivalry to add to the dynamic in the Quantum Week show. It would make sense if you're a 
if you're in that element, why not? If you're doing that show, why not? Like, you, you know, Karano's with Jerry, Chris is with Kirk. It'd be easy to kind of play on the tension and, as I said, make up a sort of fake show, uh, fake beef. Uh, so I'm just not sure it's there. If it is truly there, if there is an issue, then I still think Matt Carano's probably upset that Chris was asked in on Fridays ahead of him. Uh, even though Matt was producing Jerry's show, I think sort of historically Carano's wondering, why wasn't I ever asked in like Chris has been? Um, that's what I think. If there is something genuine, then that's probably where it stems from. Do agree with um, everybody's assessment. I sometimes listen to Quantum Week. For some reason, I signed up on Patreon. I'm probably going to cancel it very soon. Uh, while they're fighting, I'll probably keep it so I can... Uh, I'm the sucker. I've just fallen for their grand plan. But I might listen to them fighting for a little bit longer before I cancel it. But I, I, w- I listen to the movie segments if it's a movie I, I'm feeling super nostalgic about. And I do like Chris. And, and I like Matt too. Um, actually, like I like both of them. But the the mu- movie segment is m- much more my style. And then when they move on to the music, it's gone. I, I fast forward to the, the next podcast. So I think that's a pretty fair take. And I think the criticism that uh, they should be spending more time on the movies and less on the music is a valid one. I know it gets Carano off, literally, but yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Billboard chart guy called in and it was a question about my second favourite band, which is U2, love them. So I was trying to play the game in in my car, but the the charts in Australia are different. So it was sort of hard for me to work out what would be a top 10 in the US. But yeah, I loved U2 growing up, still love them. Been to see them in concert probably a dozen or 15 times, which is nothing on Kirk's, like 60 times. Just gone to see Bruce Springsteen. but yeah, it was a bit frustrating. They were dancing around, was it, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And it was just so bleeding obvious to a U2 fan. Look, so that was it. Good calls on Thursday show, terrible calls on Wednesday show. Minna fans, pull your finger out of your ass and improve some of these calls. I want to talk a little bit about the, the Minna fan content that's around. One thing I did notice on YouTube, I was scrolling there a couple, of days ago and I saw that fucking piece of shit Feitelberg what's his name John Feitelberg I don't even know what fucking podcast is on it um, he's on at Barstool he's such a fucking nobody but he still has on his personal YouTube the video of Kirk calling Erin Andrews a bitch now Kirk probably wants this video to go away but instead Feidelberg's left it on his um, YouTube page in perpetuity so that it'll always be there. When you want to find Kirk calling Aaron Andrews a bitch, it'll always be on Feidelberg's YouTube. So if you're a really dedicated Minna fan, I think we need to go after Feidelberg because this is wrong. Uh, Kirk's a bastard. Feidelberg needs to go in and delete that clip from his fucking YouTube and support his colleague. It's a piece of shit move. Don't like it. I think he put the video up years ago. Well, you should fucking take it down. So, Minna fans, go and fucking get that prick, Feidelberg. Fuck him. Fuck Feidelberg. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um, my, Blind Mike's released his new podcast. What is it called? Something about laughing. Anyway, I haven't heard it yet, so I'll try and have a listen to it for the the next um, reaction show. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm over Mike's stuff. He's good on the main show, but uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, give it a give it a follow or whatever it is. 
And then finally, um, how many times have I said finally now? About six. So this is not even the real final one probably. Um, a little bit of a tension on Twitter today about men as live. Red again is wondering why I'm not on the network. Uh, why am I, when am I going to do men as live? John um, is asking, John from Scranton's asking, when's men as live coming back? So look, this is the update. For a start, I'm back in fucking studio now so I can do men as live again. You can't do men as live when your kids are in the next room. They will be scarred for life. So I'm back in the studio. Men as live is going to come back. But this is what happened last time I did men as live. Dave Cullinane was supposed to organise access to the KMN Network YouTube channel. He didn't, well, sorry, he, he contacted John from Scranton earlier that day to do try and sort out the phone calls. And John managed to get access to the, the network then while they were doing this trial. And John then just kept his browser open. But when it came to showtime, if John had closed his browser, Cullinane was incontactable. He hadn't organised access for me. He wasn't awake and the show wouldn't have gone ahead. I would have spent all week planning for the show for complete radio silence at the time it was supposed to go to air. And I, I don't like that. That's not good for my brand. It's not that I'm a control freak, but I produce my own stuff all the time and it's frustrating uh, when Cullinane doesn't deliver. And that's my concern now. I'm going to spend a week promoting Men as Live. I'm going to tell John to um, leave his keep his night free. I'm going to tell Danny from Bill Ricker to keep his night free. I'll plan the show. I'll get drops ready. I'll think about what show topics to talk about. And then it'll be showtime and colour name will be absent. And I'm sorry, it's not that my time is particularly valuable, but it's more valuable than... Uh, wasting it completely. So um, that's why Men is Live hasn't happened. I have no faith in Cullinane's organisational ability. His intentions are good. He did a great enough about Steve with me. But when it comes to Men is Live, I'm just not sure it's going to happen until maybe there's an intern that can handle it or I'm made program director or assistant program director or at least given access to the network channel. I want to do it. I want to do Men as Live. And I feel sorry for John. He's bought equipment. He's organised phone calls. But until I'm confident that Cullinane can deliver and execute, why am I going to fucking waste my time planning a whole show that's not going to go ahead? And and um, I am planning, though, to do another Enough About Steve episode. I'm going to have Quantum Week Chris on to talk about his um, story, I love his New Hampshire cast. I, I like him on the main show, so I'm going to record a audio and video version of Enough About Steve with Quantum Week. Chris, I, I do want to keep doing these long-form interviews. Despite people criticising the colour name one, I think it was good. I think if you like the show and you like colour name, it's a good listen. There's lots of stuff there. Maybe he rambles on a bit at times, but... There are so many funny lines. If someone wanted to go through and just write a transcript of some of the crazy things Cullinane says, it would be hilarious. So that's that's the plan for Men is Men is Live is coming soon, but I want to get some fucking assurances from Dave Cullinane that it's going to happen, and maybe I'll reach out to Kirk directly soon and see if I can get this show on the road. And, um, yeah, Quantum Week Chris is coming on enough about Steve soon. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to uh, the wrap-up show, the real wrap-up show. I'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. And, Red, shut up. Shut the fuck up!